Welcome to Open House, the real estate and mortgage show on News Talk 580 CFRA. If you have any questions about mortgages or real estate, give us a call at 521-TALK. That's 521-8255 or text 580-580. With Frank Napolitano and Paul Rushforth, here is Steve Gregory. Before we do anything, I just wanted to thank you for the coffee, Paul. You're welcome. No problem. So nice of you. You're welcome. No nice problem. of you to show up in person. In person. That's I am yeah. here for sure. And Always very important, I think. To show up is very, very important I for think a show. So. Where's, yeah. where's Frank? I have no idea. Obviously, the Senator game is more important to him than, you know, I'm going to the game too, but I'm here. Yeah. I appreciate that. You're welcome. Oh, Frank, where are you? Oh, I'm here. <laughs> where are you, Frankie? I'm in a parking lot. Okay, well, I'll tell so you. Wait a minute. You would rather be in a parking lot by yourself than sitting with us? Uh, no, I would rather not fight traffic between 12 o'clock and 1 o'clock. Paul will get here at the end of the first period. So. Oh, no, I'll get there on time. Today, Frank, okay. is, uh, today, Frank is uh, bring your kid to work day. I have Chase in the studio with me, and Stephen has his daughter in the studio, Aaron, as well. So, you know, it's good oh. you're not here. That's awesome. And I got my son in the car with me right now as we're going to the hockey game. So there you go. Nice. Are you ever going to get Stefano in here to, to replace you at some point or what? That's the plan. So we'll see. We'll get him in there. Well, let's get him on today. Yeah, let's put him on the spot today. There's nothing like starting off in a parking lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so here uh, we go. Yep. We're ready. Homes in Ottawa are going to increase 7% in the final quarter. How much? 7%. Not a chance. Just read that this morning. Not a chance. No. No. Well, who's who's reporting that? I think it was Royal LePage. Okay. Well, not to comment on anyone else, other companies' uh, reviews or not. Well, I guess their their thoughts, but it's uh, I can't see that happening. We've been flat the last three months. Uh, it have actually gone down a tiny bit, but well, let's call it flat. And I don't see us turning that around anytime soon. I think we're going to end the year down about seven percent, not up seven percent in the last quarter. Uh, that's very, very bullish. I think they had originally said 9%. They've revised it down to 7 Now you think that's still... That's extremely bullish. And uh, that, I mean, I hope... What's now, your guess, though? I'm not I, guessing. I think we're going to be flat, and then we're probably going to end the year down about 5 to 7%, which, keep in mind, we haven't been down since 1996. Yeah. So we've never been in a down market in a long, long time, and we are going to be down. But keep in mind, we went through two really, really amazing years, and people accumulated a lot of wealth in their properties. So when I say we're, we could be down 5 to 7%, over the last three years, we're still up over 40%, if that's the case. Yeah. So we're, yeah. we, we've made, you know, it's, it's tough if, you've, if you bought it at the start of 2022. Um, but if you, if you, you know, real estate's a long, long-term play anyways. But if you had to sell, then yeah, you're in a bit of trouble. But yeah, well, we're not, we're definitely not going up 7% in the last quarter unless I'm missing something. Yeah, which, see, I uh, would guess maybe that'd be possible if rates came down. Well, potentially if rates came down, but we're, we're not talking about rates coming down anytime soon, right? So, um, are you, Aaron, Aaron's a realtor, by the way, in Toronto. So Aaron, are you seeing uh, similar things? Like we're, we're very, very slow right now in the Ottawa real estate market. Yeah. What's it like in Toronto? Yeah, the market is, is generally soft kind of everywhere. And that's it. Interest rates rising and inventory really coming up too is, is making a big deal. Yeah. yeah. Well, even in Toronto, you guys, like, we have 4,000 realtors here. What do you guys have, like 50,000? We, we looked yesterday, and just to confirm, 73,000. 73,000 <laughs> 73, realtors. So basically yep. everybody in Toronto has a license. Well, that's it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's amazing. 73,000. And we're four. 
4,000. We're 4,000. Wow. But keep in mind, though, we were always been around three. But as we've gone through COVID and people think that it's easy to do real estate, we've jumped that up by, by 25% up to 4,000. It is easy, isn't it? <laughs> Especially now. You know, it's, even, even through our, our crazy markets where prices were, I mean, anyone could, could have sold a house. You still had to work to get extra dollars in your yeah. in your seller's pocket. So in every market, you have to work. In a market like this, it's even tougher. You yeah. really have to work. I mean, yeah. you have to be perfect on pricing because it, the the market right now is very price sensitive. If you overprice that by ten thousand dollars, you're in trouble. So you have to price that absolutely perfect. And we're in a market right now, and I mean, Greg can tell you he's in it shooting all our listings. But we're in a market right now where you have to do the work in your property to get it sold. Like if you're Paint's bad, your light fixture's bad, you have wallpaper, anything like that. You have to change those things in order to sell your house because your neighbor doesn't have that. Your neighbor will outsell you. Frank, what's your take on homes going up 7% in the last quarter? Not a chance, in my opinion. People are struggling. Pre-approvals are down. Uh, there's a lot of, uh, definitely first-time home buyers are just sitting on the fence right now waiting, hopefully for the spring where the news will be better on the interest rate front where, you know, we'll go through a phase where Bank of Canada will start to reduce prime rate. And at the same time, the bond markets will start to retract a little bit and we'll start to see fixed rates come down. But in the meantime, for first-time home buyers that are calling us and we're going through their payment options with them, it's just not doable for them right now. They're just not comfortable going into a purchase at a time when the interest rates are as high as they are. These are first-time home buyers with a down payment, but then the cash flow is going to be too crazy? Well, some of them with a the down payment and some of them, even with their parents having to guarantee or co-sign for them, they're still looking at the payment. And, you know, even though their families are saying, hey, we'll help you a little bit, but they're looking at it saying, maybe I'm just going to wait till the spring. Maybe I'm going to, you know, hopefully real estate prices will remain flat and interest rates will come down by that half, three quarters, 1%, which will make a big difference. I read, uh, I, I can't remember where I read it and what report it was in, but I think it's twice last week I read that there's some people who are thinking rates are going to go up next rate announcement, which I think is, which I think is, would be crazy if that did happen. But are you reading anything about that, Frank? Or do you, are your thoughts, of, uh, you know, rates going up? Is that possible? Oh, Tiff Macklin made some comments yesterday. He was at a, a function yesterday. And I know that he commented about the fact that, you know, there's still a chance of rates going up. Personally, uh, the Bank of Canada meeting is a week and a half away. So we're 10 days away from the Bank of Canada meeting. It's expected that he'll leave uh, prime rate the way it is one more time. The CPI numbers, so the inflation numbers come out this week uh, in Canada. Uh, this past week, they came out in the U.S., and and they stayed fairly flat at 3.7%. So uh, the core inflation numbers will uh, will matter a lot. We've seen oil prices come down a little bit, so that'll help. But uh, shelter costs are still what's, what's driving inflation. And at the same time, government spending is driving inflation. So until those those get back to levels that they have to be, um, you know, and again, I mean, the shelter costs, we're going to start to see those numbers come down in January because we had a pause from January until July of this year. So, uh, you know, at least the shelter costs will start coming down the new year, but government spending has to, has to flatten out as well for inflation to get to that 2% target. Cost of rent came down a little bit in September, did, a little bit. Yeah. Which did that, news. did that report there, um, does it give give a reason why they think that it's going to go up seven percent? No, mean, it just said they're revising their original forecast from nine percent to seven in the last quarter of this yeah, year. Yeah. Wow! I mean, that would be amazing if it did, but it's I, I can't see that happening. <laughs> just can't. So where are we at now then? Our what? Our average sale price? Yeah. No, where are we at compared to like 
the last quarter. Well, we're our average sale price is just shy of six sixty. We've been at we've been as low as six twelve at the end of January, and our highest we've been is six sixty two. So, you know, in our last three months, we are six sixty two, six fifty nine, and six fifty nine. So, I don't know where. This... So we didn't go up in the last quarter then. No, no. Well, sorry. Let me rephrase that. Yes, because we came up from six twelve. We every month after January we increased until we hit August. Then we came downhill a little bit. So. Um, you know, it was, it was positive in the spring market in the summer months where, where we were, uh, adding to our average sale price. Uh, now we're just very flat and I can tell you, and Aaron, you could probably agree with this is I just find it's really slow right now. Like the market is just yeah. very, very slow right now. It, it, I feel like it only happened. I thought once the kids went back to school, you know, Thanksgiving's now over, I, I felt like it was, it was going to start to go, but it, it just really hasn't gone. And that's why I'm predicting it's just going to be a flat end of the year. We'll probably end the, the average or with an average sale price of around six sixty. You know, keep in mind we ended the year at six hundred ninety one thousand. So if we ended about six sixty, we're coming downhill a little bit, and that's first time we've seen that in a lot of years here in Ottawa. What are values doing in Toronto? <laughs> that's the your the average price. I'm I'm making a lot of faces. By um, average or, price is condos and homes and yeah, single family. Yes, and, yeah, and in Toronto, I think we're this last month it was uh, one one. Yeah, one one twenty. <laughs> so you're 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 thinking to yourself, oh my god, six sixty. What is that? My a mouth is open. <laughs> is that a down payment? Is that, yeah, six sixty. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, and you know the highest we got here in Ottawa was seven thirty nine wow. back in April of April or May of of last year. Seven thirty nine. So you know we're at six sixty now. We're, we've come down quite a bit, but yeah, when you think of you know affordability here, and that's why, to be honest with you, Aaron, we had during COVID. People were able to work from home, and we had more people moving from Toronto than I've ever seen oh, before. Ever. I want to move here now. Well, you know, if you can, if you can buy. Even though I'm here, she's still willing to do it. <laughs> no, yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're, no, you got to move to Toronto, though. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, so one one is that down from the highest? So, yeah, I mean, we're about we're a little bit um, we're a little bit up from from last year, um, and we were actually surprisingly the average price climbed up briefly. I think we were about a million ninety in August, and it and it rose to just under the one one twenty in September. But new listings are up and uh, and sales are down. So I They're feel very like similar, huh? yeah, yeah, yeah. I was uh, I was talking to a, part of my coaching program. I was talking to a, a real estate agent, and he works the Beverly Hills, the high end Beverly Hills market. Wow. And I was telling him how my average sale price is six sixty, and he's like, he laughed. He's, what can you buy for six sixty? And I'm like, a nice place. And I said, what's your average sale price? Four point three. Yeah. I'm like, wow. oh my god. But he's used. To, I mean, he sold the Playboy Mansion. You know, he's he's used to the fifty to a hundred million dollar sales, which would be a nice year. What do you need? What do you need for a down payment on a million one these days, Frank? Well, you need 20% because anything over a million dollars, unfortunately, mm-hmm. uh, you can't get any default insurance. So that's something that our association is trying to get uh, the government to change, basically, because of where Aaron is in Toronto and Vancouver, because there's really nothing less than a million dollars. So somebody's having to have 20% down and be nice for first-time home buyers to be able to get in to qualify for it with maybe 5 or 10%. So... Uh, but, um, you know, we've, um, I know that our association was at Parliament Hill, uh, 10 days ago, um, and they were lobbying for, you know, increasing that number to 1.25 million that you can get default insured. Um, they were lobbying for things such as you don't have to requalify under today's heavy rates when it comes to switching your mortgage from one institution to another renewal. You've already qualified for it. You've already been making your payments. So why should you have to be penalized? 
uh, and not have the right to go to another lender um, that may offer you better rates. Why should you have to stay with a lender that's offering you higher rates? So uh, there's a few things that our association's doing just to try to help Canadians get further ahead when it comes to home ownership. Are you optimistic? Am I optimistic? I'm always optimistic, but, but I know that uh, politicians, unfortunately, unless there's an election upcoming, uh, they kind of listen and tell you that they're going to do something. They don't do anything. We're two years away from an election, likely. So I, I think our voice will be heard. I think our voice is being heard now, but I think we'll see action as we get closer to an election because that's when they'll uh, they'll want to get some votes. It's a, it's, amazing, it's amazing how things get done when there's an election, eh? Incredible. All the, all the fake promises and things get yeah. done. Three months of things getting done. Yeah. Not yeah, bad exactly. out of four years. 521-TALK, 521-8255. We'll be right back. We return to Open House, the real estate and mortgage show on News Talk 580 CFRA. Paul Rushworth here. Frank Napolitano. Not here. Giving us updates from the parking lot. Is it starting to fill up yet, Frank? It is starting to fill up, and I've never seen so many fans with sensors that I have today so far. Oh, wow. That's good news. Did you get a good spot? It is really impressive. (laughs) I got a great spot. I'm right in front of the gate. I guess uh, guess so. It's 1130. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Frankie, uh, quickly, how was Italy? Italy was amazing. Uh, Boy, the weather's fantastic. The food, what can you say about the food? Uh, You've been there. You've been to the Amalfi Coast, Paul, so... Uh, to me, it's one of the most beautiful places in the world that I've ever been. I can agree with that. It is definitely spectacular. It's, if, now, and if, better now that he's left. Yeah, but if you've never been to <laughs> if you've never been to the Amalfi Coast, that you put that on your bucket list. That is a, quite the place. Hey, yep. Frank, what do rates have to do before we see any kind of substantial impact in first time home buyers? How much lower do they have to get? I think one percent is the number. I think right now we're into the uh, fives when it comes to a first time home buyer on a five year fixed. You get into the fours preferably the the low to mid fours, and I think that's much more tolerable number based on what values of homes are today and uh, for first-time home buyers to feel comfortable owning a home. We're in the fives, but we're in the high fives. We're in the mid to high fives, yeah, for first-time home buyers that are buying with less than 20% down. So, so what are we looking at, uh, 574? 564, 574 for a high-ratio mortgage today. We saw bond markets retract a little bit this week, but uh, they need to do a lot of that moving forward. Again, the job numbers coming out shortly, the CPI coming out, those will all uh, be impactful. But I expect that over the winter we'll start to see things start to slow down a little bit, the economy slow down a little bit. And as a result, we'll hopefully start to see the bond market start to come down and interest rates follow. There's certainly interest because 150,000 Canadians now have signed up for that first-time home savings plan. How many? 150,000? 150,000. Yeah, that number would be six, seven times higher if if uh, if interest rates were lower, because there they'd be. There's a lot of Canadians, and Eric can probably talk about in Toronto. Young people in Toronto probably their hopes of owning a home are very slim. So why would they put money in a fund that their chances, when they feel that their chances of owning a home, is slim? Yeah, it's a tough. That's a tough one. You can never save as much, especially yeah, with our average price. Especially with yeah. that price. Yeah. If you ever yeah. want to know what's going on in the market and what you think is or what you, what they think is going to happen, just read the news. Like it's it, there's a different headline every single day. Rates are going up. Rates are going down. Rates are staying the same. Prices are going up. Prices are going down. It's I think it was you or one of you, one of you guys brought in headlines and every day the same paper. 
Yeah. Had totally different headlines. I don't think I've seen. It's almost like economists now need a different opinion from the guy next to them. You know, it's uh, like I'm. I read as much as I can, and it's like I'm, an article will come out talking about how rates are coming down, and I'll flip to the next article. Another professional, or another economist, is saying how the rates are going up, and no one knows what's happening. It's it's crazy. Like you, do. including our government. Yeah, I feel <laughs> actually just what just reading. I feel like I got stupider. You know, just just hearing what people are stupider. saying. Stupider, <laughs> stupider, stupider. I'm know? stupider now. <laughs> I don't know if that's Apparently, possible. it's working. For- <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Did Frank say you don't think that's possible? I don't know. <laughs> no, no. You know what? I mean, you're right. I mean, we're all guessing at this stage. I mean, we think you know history shows that you know things happen again and again and again. But I don't know that we've ever been through something like we're going through right now, where we've seen interest rates go up as quickly and substantially as they have, how the government's dropped the ball on reading what's going to happen with inflation, uh, on their spending habits, uh, the amount of spending that's happening that's driving inflation. These are all items that are impacting the everyday hardworking Canadian who already feel like they pay enough income tax, their, you know, their take-home pay is already stripped away enough, and now having to survive is that much tougher, and the everyday food that we need is that much more expensive. And, and everybody's scratching their heads, saying, "How can I get ahead?" Hey, the other plan for first-time home buyers sure fell flat, eh, Frank? The first-time home buyers incentive with the government well, it sure fell flat. And you, you know, you'd think that they'd maybe amend it a little bit uh, to help Canadians out. But I, I'd like to have a little bit of hope and say that maybe they're not doing anything now because. Reality is that first-time home buyers can't get into the home, regardless of whether that you know there's a five percent share that the government takes or not. Uh, what I'd like to hope and think is that they're going to look at it once interest rates come down, that they're going to reintroduce it and maybe eliminate the share ownership part, which is the the one factor that keeps Canadians away from using it. Yeah, that doesn't make sense at all. No, it, it makes no sense where the government wants... I mean, they're putting a skin in the game, but they want a skin on your house too, right? So, yeah, and they're going to get more skin at the back end. Yeah, yeah, because we know what... We know what the... <laughs> We know we know what prices are doing, right? So I mean, it's they're going up. I mean, I know we're down this year, but prices over time are always going up, and the government would have some good skin in that game if they did that. Yeah, yeah, and you don't want to give them a share of whatever you make no, on your house. Absolutely not. Absolutely, especially the way home prices have gone. Yeah, I mean, if you got into that program, you know, it's 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 funny when you think about the last three years, we've never seen house prices do what they've done, and we've never seen mortgage rates do what they've done. Right? Like, it's just, it's... it's it Both ways, up oh, and down. Yeah. It's just insane, though, how quick things went up, and how, how, you know, prices went through the roof, coming down now, mortgage rates went through the roof, hopefully they're coming down soon, but it's just, it's amazing what's happened in the last three years. At the lowest, what was it at, Frank? Well, we got five-year mortgages at, what, 1.49, I think, at one point? That's crazy. Five-year fixed at 1.49%, free money. And at 1.49, they had to qualify at... 5.25, or at the time, I think it was 4.79 at that time. So that's so. not that far from where we are now. Well, rates well, are. 4.79 and 5.64 is still enough of a difference. But, but again, I mean, qualifying is one thing. What the actual number is something different. So today's first-time home buyers, listen, they got to qualify at 2% above what their rate is. So if I'm getting them 5.49 as an example, they got to qualify at 749, but the 749 doesn't even come into play because most of them are looking at what the payments are at 5.49 and saying, that's unattainable. That's not a comfortable number for me to be able to live my everyday life and continue a lifestyle 
that I that I want to. So therefore, no thanks. I'm just going to wait until the interest rates come down. Even in condos? Even in condos, because the condo fees, as Paul and Aaron can talk about, you know, some condos are $300 a month, but other ones are six, seven, eight hundred dollars $800 a month, and that's that's impactful. What's the average condo fee in Toronto now? Oh gosh, it probably around the six to seven hundred. Yeah, <sighs> yeah, that's that's the same here. There's yeah. some buildings though that are much more than that. Usually, right now, the older buildings have the higher condo fees mainly because they have things that are, yeah. are are going on them. You know, the newer buildings, a lot of times they the newer buildings might undervalue the condo fees and then you might get a raise in the next year, maybe the next three years. So I would always budget. And you're always at the mercy, right? Well, if you're buying a condo, I would budget for higher condo fees because they will be higher. They're, ne- they're never coming down, put it that way. 521-TALK, 521-8255. We will be right back. We return to Open House, the real estate and mortgage show on News Talk 580 CFRA. I like how, I love how Greg has to tell us what he's recording because of how crass you are off the air. Me? Yeah. Not in front of my children. Never, never. (laughs) Steve's in fine form, Frankie. (laughs) Oh, I bet. How was the week, Paul? The week was pretty slow. flat. Yeah, slow? The, the week was slow. Yeah, it was uh, it was quite slow. And like I said, it was it's probably been pretty slow the last two weeks. Um, when and usually it's not. It's not usually our market doesn't really start to tail off until sort of mid to late November. Um, but I, I, the are rates, people not looking to get into homes before Christmas? Well, they are. I mean, and the the prices are right now. But it's just like Frank said, when you sit down, you're like, okay, I can get this townhome now for uh, for five ninety nine when it used to be seven hundred. That's perfect. Let's talk about what your payment's going to be. Oh, I can't afford that payment, right? And that's what's happening. And we've lost a large chunk of our first-time homebuyers in this market, which slows everything down because those first-time homebuyers then don't move up to, 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 to the next home. And um, with the new home, buyer, new home buyers out of the market right now, that's a good chunk of our market. It's probably about a third of our market is first-time home buyers, And they're pretty much out of the market right now. They're not looking to buy. Uh, they're, they're running to the rentals. I mean, which is great if you're, if you're a, a landlord, but it's, it's still, it's just a tough, slow market right now. Are people hanging onto homes longer too? I think so. Yeah, I think so. There's, there's a lot of people that when the rates were nice and low, that they had no problem moving and flipping and going to the next home. They're not doing that right now. They're staying in their home. So what do you think will happen in the next few weeks? Do you think it'll come back a little bit or just stay the way it is? I think we're, like I said at the start of the show, I think we're going to have a flat. That's why when, you know, they say it's going to go up 7%, I, I just can't see it. I mean, unless we get a, a great announcement next week that rates are coming down, I just, I, I can't see how the market is going to increase by 7%. I can't even say how it's going to increase by 2 or 3% in the, in the last quarter. Frank, will the announcement make any difference one way or the other? Well, I think it'll give people some confidence, but the truth is, I mean, like Paul's, you know, 30% of, of the market is first-time home buyers. I would probably will be willing to gamble that maybe 10 or 15 are investors. Well, that's another field that's out right now. There's another cohort that's out of the market right now because with the interest rates as high as they are, you can't cash flow an investment property. So now you've eliminated 40, 45% of the market because of high interest rates. So... Uh, the announcement coming out will probably be flat. It'll probably at least take in pos- be taken positively for now. But really, until we start to see the rates come down, that's when we're going to start to see heightened activity. But I, and I, I do agree with Frank. Not only have we lost the first-time homebuyers, but we haven't lost all the we've lost all the investors as well. 
I had, I had someone email me the other day, ask me when I'm going to run my next investment seminar. <laughs> I said, I'm not because there's no investments right now. I mean, unless you want to be under, Because you can't cash flow. Right? You just can't cash flow. I mean, sure, there's a lot of properties out there for sale, but you just can't cash flow them. So unless you're willing to, you know, eat a hundred, 200, 400, five, 600, $1,000 a month to keep that investment and wait for the rates to come down. Otherwise you're, you're definitely going to be underwater. The only times you're not underwater is if you have more doors under one roof. You're buying a duplex, a triplex, a four, four unit. The problem with that is they're expensive. So, you know, it's great that you have those doors, all those people under that one roof, but they're still very expensive and they probably, some will cash flow, some won't cash, cash flow. So you have to get the right one. So even with multiple doors, you may still just be breaking even. You may still be. Yeah. Because keep in mind, if you're looking for, let's say a triplex or a four unit, like most of those you're buying, buying sort of in the downtown, downtown, like in the core area. Um, and a lot of those you're looking at a million plus, I'm sure in Toronto, you're probably looking at two plus, but you know, you're, you're looking at a, you know, a million plus for that, for that place. And you know, you do your mortgage on that and rents, you can only get so much out of rent. So it's still most likely doesn't cash flow, but there are some that do. Um, usually the outskirts, uh, there's more people looking to rent than there are rentals in the outskirts. So if you can find something in the outskirts, it might be a better investment. Yeah, yeah. A little bit cheaper price, but then you still got to pay that mortgage, right? Well, you, you have to pay the mortgage too, but you're easier getting tenants. Uh, now your, your rents will be a lot lower in the outskirts than they would be in the core, but at the same time, you're... It's it, 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 there. The one thing I do notice: if you go to like a Kijiji or you go to one of those sites, you'll see that there's more people looking to rent than there are actually rentals in those outskirts. So, good investment. More people looking to rent, and now with the numbers that came out last month, where the rental costs is down a little bit, down a little bit. You think it's going to continue that way? I do. Keep in mind, our rental costs were very high, right? I mean, it was. I told you a story how I had my one of my townhomes rented out. And by the time she moved into it, she had to back out. And I already got $200 more just by her backing out. So the prices have just continued to go up and up and up, mainly because that's where first-time homebuyers end up is in back into rentals. So that's why the prices have been going up and up and up. I mean, a, a, a townhome in suburbia used to be 1500 That was two and a half years ago, 1500 yeah. Well, now it's 26 25 26 27 depending on how big it is. So that's a large jump. So pre-approvals are down too, Frank? Yeah, they are. And, uh, you know, just going back to the topic, we're talking about 30% first-time home buyers. The one thing in Paul can vouch for that we used to see is, so you've got a, an individual or a young couple to buy their first home five years ago. They buy a townhome because that's the first home you start with, and you build some equity in it. And then at the end of five years, you had the opportunity to contemplate, okay, maybe I'll pull some of the equity out, keep this one as an investment property, and now we can take – the equity that we built, use it as a down payment towards the, you know, our next home, which is a single home. And that was very common and it happened often. The problem today is that, yes, if you, if you bought a home five years ago, townhouse five years ago, your mortgage is low enough now that at renewal, you can cash flow a rental because the rental income, because the mortgage was so low five years ago, the amount, you can do that. But now if you're going to borrow some of the equity in that property to buy your single home, you're not going to cash flow because now the interest rates are so much higher. So now you're not going to be able to cash flow on the investment property. Uh, and your payment's going to be very, very big on the other side, your new single home. So you're forced to sell the townhouse, take as much equity as possible out, and buy the single home. So that's the other thing that we're seeing that's really impacted the market. Yeah, very true. Are people moving up fewer times now because they're having less kids as well? 
Well, I just think it's affordability, right? Like a lot of people are staying in their their single their their, their town home or their small single. They're not going up to that next home. It's just like they can't afford it. Actually, you stayed in. How long have you been in your house now, Erin? Oh God, I think it's. Oh, oh, Call me 12. dad. <laughs> Eleven years, I believe. Eleven years, yeah. And you have no ambition of getting bigger. I'm I'm in a bungalow, and I've got great neighbors. I'm not allowed to move. But uh, once the kids go, that's it. I don't. That's that's. I'm part of the problem. I'm part of the problem. Yeah. Well, it's the states. It's even worse, right? Because they have thirty-year mortgages, and their rates are like seven percent now. So there's nobody moving. Upper sevens now. Yeah. So there's nobody moving in the states. There, there's a lot of markets because I, my coaching program is, is mainly American. Um, there's a lot of markets where people are just getting killed. Like the, the realtors are just like half of them are getting out of the business or getting a second job. See, I don't see the government giving us much help for first-time homebuyers until they get inflation down to that two percent mark that they want. Why would they? They're, they'd be going left hand, right hand, one giving, one taking away, right? Yeah, yeah, I agree. the The interesting thing is going to be. I think we talked about it last week too. Is at the end of 2024 is when the foreign buyer uh, ban is is set to expire, and it's, it'll be interesting to see what they do with that. I think they have to continue it. They have to they have to renew it um, because I could just imagine if rates start to come down, we have no inventory, and then they open up foreign buyers. Oof. But there's a lot they've got to review in the next year or two. Yeah, but there's a ton they like have all to these review. programs, foreign buyers, yeah. interest rates depending on where they are. Yeah. We're up in the air on a lot of things. A now. lot of things. Yeah. They're going to have to look and review all those things. Why don't you take it over, Frank? <laughs> um, you know what? Paul's right on the foreign buyer part. I mean, Paul's what, you know, sorry? Why? Paul's what, sorry? <laughs> Paul's right. I, I That's what I thought I heard. Paul was right. So far, I'm liking yeah. the show. Paul's right, and I'm God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But you're right. I mean, the foreign buyers, um, it's got to be extended. I mean, it, it doesn't make any sense. When interest rates start to come down and now Canadians can come back in the market, the last thing we need is for house prices to start to skyrocket. These foreign buyers are now part of the equation. So we'll see. I mean, time will tell. But, uh, uh, you know, I, you know, I've got some American friends as well that, that are contemplating moving up here. And I say to them, you can't buy unless you've got jobs and you're actually going to be a citizen. You just can't buy to have a property up in Canada as an investment property. Hmm. I wonder what they're doing for, uh, all these NHL players that are, you know, c- I don't think they can buy a house. Yeah, no, they I mean, have work they, visas. No, no, they have work visas, so I think they're allowed. They're allowed to buy. Yeah, well, they do. They might have a little cash too. <laughs> yeah, they might not need a mortgage. Some of these guys, you know, how many hockey players have come to see you for a mortgage, so, Frank? Right, it's not about the mortgage. When it comes to foreign buyers, it has nothing to yeah. do with the mortgage because most foreign buyers didn't get mortgages. I mean, a lot of the foreign buyers were buying their houses cash from money that they had from their own country. So. The foreign policy has never been about mortgages. It's always been about making sure that there's homes available for Canadians first and not foreign buyers to flood the market. So with all of this up in the air, where do you see the value of homes over the next two years going? Um, we're definitely going up. We're definitely going to go up. But I, I do believe it all depends on rates. I mean, it's hard to predict. I mean, if rates start coming down, I think we might be in a bit of a robust market. If rates don't come down, I think we're just going to be flat over the next few years. So, you know, we might be 2 3 4% up uh, next year. Uh, if rates start to come down, that number could be 5 to 10. You know, so it all... It all Which goes. is still unusual for this market. Yeah, it, it just, it's all, it's all rates, right? Because we have no inventory. I mean, our inventory, we're still under, what are we at? 4,300 homes on the market, which is rising. Yeah. But we have 43 homes on the market. If they start lowering rates... That's not, I mean, it sounds like a lot, but that's not a lot of homes. That's, that's nothing. 
Right? So that'll go quick and that'll drive prices up. That, that'll drive prices up. And then, you know, at the end of 2024, if they decide to take away that, that foreign buyer, <laughs> with the amount of inventory we have, prices are going to skyrocket and people are not going to have enough, not enough inventory to, to find anything to live in. How many homes are going to become available over the next year, year and a half for people that can't afford them, Frank? Uh, well, again, depending on what interest rates do, but... Uh, you Assuming know, I, they, if they stay the same or go down just maybe a half point. Again, I mean, first-time home buyers are, are, are going to be stuck continuing to rent because they just... No, they I'm just, talking about people know, that have mortgages now that are going to be coming up for renewal. Oh, well, again, I mean, their option is that they can increase their amortization to stay into their home. So, you know, they'll have that going for them. Anybody that's purchased a home, except for, I mean, the peak was what, 2021, the peak of homes, values of homes, 2022. So if you bought a home at that point, uh, you know, maybe going into 2027 when your mortgage matures, there may not be as much equity as, uh, as anyone else. But anybody that has their mortgage coming up in the next two years, uh, they've got a lot of equity built in, and and you know depending on what they bought for, they can reamortize it uh, either back up to twenty five or thirty years. So they'll be able to stay into their home despite the fact that interest rates are higher. Five two one talk five two one eight two five five. We will be right back. We return to Open House, the real estate and mortgage show. On News Talk 580 CFRA. Welcome back to the show. How's that parking lot filling up, Frank? It's filling up. There's lots of uh, big lineups right now to get into the parking lots, as usual. But uh, it's still an hour before the game. But I think they're, they're starting ceremonies. I think I read at 1240. So I think people are trying to get here for those opening ceremonies. Can you uh, get Stefan to go stand in a spot for me and I'll uh, save me a parking spot? Are you in lot yeah, one? Yeah, he'll save you a parking spot. That lot one. That's where I'm at right now. Uh, Stefano is a parking spot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I will make it. This, Frank, I will text you when I get there just to show you that I will make the game. And, All right. Because and, next week's the same thing, so we'll see. Uh, oh, so that's another week of me buying breakfast? Now, not that yeah. this is a sports show, but you must be happy about Alfie. Yes. I am very happy about Alfie. I mean, it's, it's um, you know, he's he's been, the, he was the team for so many years, and uh, nice to have him back, that's for sure. Yeah, it's it, it would be a lot of fun to be on that ice taking advice from Alfie. You know, yeah, he's no just a, he's just a wall. You think he, you think they're listening? I oh, guess so. They're listening. <laughs> they're listening. Especially these young guys, you know, 18, 19, 20 years old getting Alfie on the ice, that's something special for sure. Hey, what do you predict for the rest of the month, Paul? You think people are going to start listing homes? <sighs> it's, it's so impossible. It's, you know, it's, it's so hard. Well, I, the minute I say the word predict, I know this is going nowhere because who the heck knows anything Well, anymore. you know what? Before COVID started, you could have told me, you know, what do you think is going to happen in this month, this week, this this year? And I could, I could nail it. I could predict it. But, I mean, we just don't know. Like, no one predicted, you know, eight rate hikes in, in, in no time. No yeah. one predicted prices going through the roof that they did. Um, so, you know, we're in a bit of a flat market. Now, for all you new realtors out there who think the world's caving in, this is what we call a normal market. This is what we call, this is how we get, earn our earn our living. We have to uh, do the little things, sharpen our pencil, uh, be better, be smarter than the rest. And uh, this is when they earn, earn. How do you make yourself different from the next? You have to stand out. It's even your house. Your house has to stand out from the next. But, you know, how, how you're different and how we're different is we just offer more services. Um, and the results are there and the track record's there. Um, and, you know, we've been doing it for a long time. Frank, are you finding yourself having to get more and more creative with people these days? Of course. I mean, uh, you know, for a lot of people, when their mortgage comes up for maturity, they've got a certain 
time frame that they want to pay off their mortgage. And in some cases, they've got some other debt, and they're not interested in including the other debt because it's going to interfere with the timelines that they have set up for for paying everything off. And unfortunately, today, we're having to be creative. Where We're having to even prepay car leases. Some people went out and got crazy over COVID because they they heard that interest rates were going to stay low for a long time. So they maybe maybe overextended themselves when it comes to getting nicer cars, more expensive cars, and getting leases that now they can't afford with the cost of everything else going up. So, you know, we're having to put plans in place where they're even we're refinancing and even prepaying car leases for the next, you know, they may have two years left on them so that the, it eliminates that monthly payment and they're able to get ahead. We, we did see through COVID people did uh, indulge a little bit too much because keep in mind, people were working from home. So you were, you're saving on fuel, right? Um, you weren't, were going you out. weren't going out to eat because there's no restaurants open. You weren't jumping on a plane and going on a vacation because you couldn't even do that. So there was a lot of people that saved a lot of money during COVID and, and didn't spend it wisely. And I, I agree with Frank, like going out and getting trapped in a, in a, you know, expensive lease or, you know, even upgrading your yeah, house. Yeah, the minute the gates opened, it was like, hoo hoo, I, you yeah, know, I got to do something. Absolutely. And then, let's be honest, the government was throwing away money, just handing it out, you know, to, to anybody. So it was... There was just a lot of wealth through COVID, as weird as that sounds, but there was a lot of wealth being made through COVID and, and people weren't spending wisely. And, and and Frank is correct when he said that TIFF came out and said, you know, you guys are safe with rates till I think he even said 2024. Yeah. So people are like, oh, well, geez, my payment's so low on my house. My rates are great. I can go spend some money. I'm going to refinance and, you know, finish a basement and put in a pool. And that's what happened. And, and there's a lot of people in trouble because of it. Where are you at with a guaranteed sale? Guaranteed sales coming back. And it's, a lot of people knocking on your door yeah, saying, I need help. A lot of people knocking on our door. We can't sell my house. I bought a new one. The toughest one that I have to deal with is when people have bought a, like a, a new build and paid way more than it's worth now. And the problem with that is there's so many people that are walking away from those deposits now. And some of those deposits are upwards of fifty, seventy-five thousand dollars $75,000. And you know, like we have a couple who, who bought a, a brand new build for $1.1. And I venture to guess that it's probably worth about nine today. And we struggled. Plus with the rates. Yeah. And we struggled to sell their house. And their option was walk away from $75,000 or sell their house for way less and be in financial strains for a long time. And I believe they walked away from the seventy five thousand, which for an elderly couple, that's yeah. that's that's a lot of cash. That's yeah. a lot of clink that you're walking away from. A lot of cash for anybody. Yeah. Birthdays, Frank. I'll start yeah, with birthdays, Frank. If you wouldn't mind. <laughs> I I will start with birthdays because we have a very very special birthday this Tuesday, and that is our very own Mr. Stephen Gregory. Stephen, what are you mad at me? <laughs> Stevie's birthday, everyone, on Tuesday. Make sure you. Yes, I'm starting my retirement program. Is it uh, 649 or a Lotto Max? <laughs> Isn't it a magical number, Steve? They're all magical, Frank. <laughs> when you're his, yeah, when you're his age, they're all magical. Actually, Are you OAS worthy now? I, I will be, yes. Wow. You're not far behind. Genius. I don't know. You're wow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm five years away. Yeah, next month you'll be four. <laughs> okay, four. That's right. <laughs> Anything else, Frank? Uh, I've got uh, my uh, sister-in-law, beautiful sister-in-law, Pina, celebrating her birthday um, tomorrow or Monday. And then my brother-in-law, Tony, her, Pina's brother, celebrating his birthday this week as well. So happy birthday to both of them. And 
Go Sens, go. Hey, Frankie, I'm right below you, by the way, so look down. I'll show you that uh, we get there on time. I'd come up and see I'm you, not... but I get nosebleeds up there in that high of altitude. Uh-huh. You're always uh-huh. <laughs> True fans sit up high there, Paul. True fans <laughs> sit up high. Have a great week, folks. Support local businesses and charities, everyone.